Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 60 of Season 4 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com, Larry Mitzali, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off the week number 12 of this season is Todd Levenow of the Forgotten Film, the Forgotten Filmcast. Welcome. I see. I, I forgot myself. So welcome back, Todd. <laughs> That's okay. Since it's Friday, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax a bit more on this one. I've got my feet up on my wagon wheel coffee table today. Ooh, okay. That's that's a very good idea. You should you should be doing that. <laughs> Especially since there's only eight million people in New York. So why not? Yeah. So, yesterday, uh, so minute sixty begins with Helen also chiming in. And ends with Jess trying to make his case. So yesterday we ended things with uh, a very uncomfortable, uh, I would say even more than a moment, <laughs> a very uncomfortable uh, 10 to 15 seconds in the sharper image where Harry and Sally are confronted by Helen and Ira. And no one really is comfortable in everything that's going on there. Um, and we're waiting to see how someone's going to respond, what they're going to do here. We, we ended things with, with Ira, uh, acknowledging Sally. And then, uh, today begins with Helen saying, nice to meet you. Hi. Well, see ya. Yeah. Bye. Nice to meet you. Ira. You know, Ira. <laughs> It's it's a very cordial and uh, um, uncomfortable conversation that that uh, that takes yep. place here over the course of the, these first fifteen seconds or seventeen uh, seventeen seconds of of this minute. Um, everyone's trying to be cordial, but you can really see how how awkward and uncomfortable everyone really is. <laughs> it's awkward and uncomfortable, and that's a wonderful contrast with what's going on on the music and backup vocal track behind them. <laughs> Cause you, you almost can't help but laugh where you've got all this just awkwardness going on between these people standing there. And in the background, it, this upbeat bouncy music is playing with occasional words from backup singers on there. They're, they're saying things like zoom, 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 something like that, you know, <laughs> never stop fringe on top. It's, just, it's so fun to listen to songs where it's only the backup vocals. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it works really well. They, they, they chose, I mean, as we saw in the script yesterday, they actually did plan on, or actually over the last two days, they wanted the song from Surrey with a Fringe on Top. You know, Rob Brenner states in the commentary how this was the original song that he was wanted to put in, and he was so glad that he was able to get it in. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, that it really worked for him. You know, and then the, the, the scene changes. We're no longer in the sharper image, and we see uh, Harry and Sally now in a plant store or a plant shop or, or, or a flower shop, however you want to refer to it. Is it I, is it in the shop or it almost looked like it was like on the street, like on the sidewalk? I wasn't sure if it was indoor or outdoor. Um, it's hard to tell if they're actually indoors or outdoors, but but it's clear that it is a place that is selling that's selling plants, flowers and stuff yep. like that. The place they should have gone in the first place. 
Yeah, as, as Sally said earlier this week. I mean, it's also interesting. I just want to back up for one second. The fact that we, we see the way that Helen and Ira walk away. You know, they both put their arms behind the other one's back as they're continuing to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, sh- showing that, that they have no fear of intimacy, you know, in public. You know, they no longer have right. to sneak around like they, they apparently were doing for however long they were doing that, you know. And then Sally. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But they, because they says earlier on when he's talking to Jess about, you know, that she met another guy and. With Mr. Zero. In love with him. Yes. Mr. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And uh, Ira's Mr. Zero. Yes. The, no, he's actually not. <laughs> no. But he's connected. He's connected to Mr. Zero. It's his, it's his superhero identity, Mr. Zero. That could be, could be. But uh, Iris, we, we, I, Iris I, Stone by day, Mr. Zero by night. That's right. <laughs> so I, I, I jumped ahead a little bit before when we went to the the, the flower shop or the plant shop. We're not there yet because uh, Harry and Sally still have a little bit of dialogue in the sharper image. Sally turns to him and goes, "You okay?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm perfect." She looked weird, didn't she? She looked really, really weird. She looked very weird. And I love Sally's response. I've never met her before. I've never seen her before. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, she looks weird. Her legs look well. heavy. Really, she must be retaining water. Harry, believe me, the woman saved everything. <laughs> I love how... Uh... You know, it's uh, Harry's like trying to convince himself to do this thing. Did she look weird? She looked weird. She looked really weird. You know, he's he's trying to sell himself on this yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Completely. And and it's great the way that he tries to do it. You know, but and and you know the 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 it sounds like an ad lib here the way that uh, you know he says yeah. that she she saved everything. You know, it's it it's funny that he makes this comment because you know if we look back. When Harry was in his apartment, you know, after she left him, she basically left him a bare apartment. There was nothing there. So she took right. everything. Everything was mm-hmm. hers. You know, so he's saying that she she kept everything, you know, um, has has a, a dual meaning here. You know, she saved everything. You know, it's yes. like. She she saved it for herself and, you know, was was amassing all of these things for her apartment, which she left let him keep the apartment. But, you know, she took everything on the inside of it. She took everything from the from the inside of the apartment. And now she's coming looking for a karaoke machine and a pith helmet with a fan in it. Or maybe a duck phone or a a blackjack table or to slam dunk a basketball, you know, that type of thing. Yes. Could be so many different things because we never know because they do them turn around and basically leave the, the store. So, you know, she's like, all right, Harry's here. I'm not buying anything. And and that's why the sharper image went bankrupt because people would act yeah. like, you know. You can't buy a duck phone in front of your ex. It's just, it's an unwritten law. You can't do that. Correct. Correct. So you'd much rather that the, the store will go bankrupt instead. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. You know, that just makes makes sense. <laughs> and at this point, we actually get to the plant store, <laughs> which is what we talked about before. Um, it 
I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. It, it, I think it is out. It's like the, the outside version of it. You know, it's there. Okay. You can see the door of the store. So this is all the stuff that they put outside. So, yeah, it's like, that's the stuff that's out on the sidewalk. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, that, that's a, a lot of hard work to put all that stuff outside every day. Yeah. 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 Got to bring it back inside every night because there's roaming, roving gangs of people still stealing houseplants. So, well, yeah, I mean, you got to take them inside every day because they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't Maybe it's Mushnik's flower shop. Now, wouldn't that be something good? Make that all the same universe. There, there you go. There you go. They could have brought them an Audrey too. Wouldn't that be a great housewarming gift for Jess and Marie? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Feed me, Harry. Feed me. <laughs> and then Sally says to Harry, you sure you're okay? He goes, oh, I'm fine. Look, had to happen at some point in a city of 8 million people. You're bound to run into your ex-wife. So, boom. <laughs> All right. It is, Rob, is, is Rob going to give me the odds of running into a single person in a city of 8 million people? And now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very difficult I'm going to be very disappointed if you don't give me the odds here, Rob. I wasn't going to give you the odds. I was going to tell you how many people there are now oh. as opposed to, you know, that, that, that's what it comes down to. I, I, okay. I didn't check the odds of, uh, of whether you can run into – what are the odds of running into one person of, in an, a city filled with 8 million? But the problem is, is I, I actually found two different places that have information about the – number of people living in New York and there's a large discrepancy between them. You know, one of them says that in 1980, there were 7 million people living in uh, New York. And then in 1990, it was 7.3 million. So that doesn't even reach the 8 million mark. They only, according to this number, this list, they only reached the 8 million mark uh, around uh, 2000. And Mm. currently, According to that, they have 8.8 million people living in the city. But then I found another one, which it also says the current metro area population of New York City. Okay, so according to this information, in 2023, there are 18,937,000 people. Okay, now that is an astronomically higher level than... Well, and what's it all... Yeah, what's it all count, I guess, because, I mean, there's New York, there's surrounding areas. I mean, you know, like any city, you've got suburbs, whatever. I mean, is this just Manhattan? Is this... Well, that was the thing. According boroughs, to what I thought, it, it was the five boroughs. But but again, the information might be might be incorrect, because according to this thing, the one that says that today there's almost 19 million, there was... 15.9 million in 1988. Okay. You know, and then it, 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 it hit the 16 million mark right after 1989. So again, I don't know how many people really are living in New York in 1988. And I don't know how many people are living in New York in 2023. Depends on which, which list you go to. And both of them claim to state that it, these are the numbers for the the New York uh, metro area. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't. Know. And then how many rats does that mean? <laughs> uh, a lot. Yes, a lot more. A lot more. Say. A lot more. 
And then the shot changes, and we get to see what you mentioned at the opening today. You get to see a wagon wheel coffee table. And we, we hear Jess say, I like it. It works. It's his home to me. And first of all, if you look at the, I mean, we see Harry and Sally standing there. You see Sally's face. And first of all, Harry standing there with hands in his pocket, looking completely spaced out, quite bored. Um, and Sally has like a, a what looks like a, a an appalled look on her face. You know, that she's completely appalled at this the fact that this is what he wants. I don't know. But there's something else that, that I noticed in this little, uh, in this two seconds that we actually get to see. And it really, really hit me. Did you see the name on the moving boxes? I'm sorry, the name on the what? On the moving boxes. On the moving boxes. No, I didn't take notice of it. Okay, so it says Moishi's moving. Uh, moving. Okay. So I said, okay, that's really strange. That's, that's I mean, it's, it's actually a Hebrew name. But but I said to myself, that's really strange that they would have that name on there. You know, there, there must be something behind that. And I looked it up. And it's actually one of the biggest moving companies in New York, but it only hmm. started in in the, in the mid '80s. Huh. You know, it was the first green moving company on the East Coast. Okay, the it was it was opened up by a man named uh, an Israeli named uh, Moishi Mana, who moved to to New York, and he was actually started by moving things in in a, his van. He was known as a man with a van. And within 10 years, he went from being a man with a van to a having a fleet of 50 trucks that would carry nearly 10,000 moves a year. Wow. I mean, talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> having because, success. Because of the advertising he got it, in this movie. It could be. <laughs> you, you, I, it wouldn't surprise me because this isn't the only movie that it appears in. Okay. Ah. In, by 1995, they were the largest moving company in the entire tri-state area. Which, I mean, again, this all just blows my mind. The, you know, that 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 something like this can happen so quickly. So there are a number of of TV shows and movies that that have that have featured uh, boxes or some connection to uh, Moishi's moving. Okay, you have this movie, obviously. Woody Allen's movie, Celebrity, Sex in the City, The Sally Jesse Raphael Show, The Arsenio Hall awesome. Show, The Geraldo Rivera Show, and Good Day New York. So, you know, they interviewed this guy in all these shows. He he got to be, you know, he, he got a lot of publicity. And, you know, the fact is that after 30-something 30, 30 years, he's... You know, he's got this entire empire that has, you know, it, it's moved all around the U.S. It's not just in, in New York anymore. Mm. So, American success story. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, he has, he, he owns a conglomerate of 15 companies as of today. So, uh, again, it's just, it, it's something that, that's so amazing to hear that someone can start so small and uh and and get to become 
such a large conglomerate. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, definitely works for him. <laughs> or it must work for him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that that's really cool. That uh, you know, I, I like catching little things like this in 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 movies, which which is why I do this minute by minute because <laughs> you can catch these type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, you know, next week we'll get a little bit more into what's going on in the scene because we we really only get two seconds to 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 see what what's going on. We just get to hear. I mean, I, I love that that Jess is in cut off jeans. You know, just it doesn't look right for him. It looks, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, just well, a little bit of a spoiler. I mean, next week we're going to talk about the fact that you know that that Marie not, is yeah. very much against the, this this coffee table, but she doesn't mention anything different about his clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Jess has no style. We later learn. So, spoiler alert there. But uh, yes, <laughs> I I I gotta admit though. I mean. Uh, I, I probably would be a uh, team wagon wheel coffee table because I like weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'd probably be the one sticking up for the coffee table. Yeah. I, 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 I might also be there, you know, not really sure. I mean, I've seen this movie too, too often to know that it's, you know, that it's not something that you want to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I've seen those just around. I mean, you know, Again, I live in Colorado. You know, we pride ourselves on our Western heritage and things like that. So I'm pretty sure I've gone to more than one location uh, around this area where there happens to be things like wagon wheel coffee tables. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. That's definitely fair. All right. So you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into uh, the script? Oh, let's take a look at the script. I have a feeling there's a fair degree of improvisation in this part of the script. Um, and you might be right. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, the, uh, you know, Helen says, nice to meet you. And then says, a terrible moment. Harry is about to faint. And then uh, when Harry says goodbye, it goes a smile and they move on. Hold on, Harry, who is still about to faint? <laughs> And then Harry says, I'm perfect. And it says, Harry looks like one of those cartoon characters who's been struck on the head with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> no tweeting birds, though. No, 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 no. Or stars. Yes. And then. It said, uh, script says stars, not yeah. birds, stars. <laughs> now, I, I mentioned earlier that I. I you know, it sounds like Harry ad-libbed the thing about retaining water, but it's actually in the mm -hmm. script. It could have been something wow, that... Wow, okay. But again, it could have been something that he added to the script. Well, the line I thought felt improvised was, her legs seem heavy. Yes, but it's here. But again, it could have been something... Billy Crystal was very involved in the script. So it could have been something that at some point he mentions, and they added it into the script itself. Sure. Okay. Um, then when they're it says they're they're outside of a plant shop, Sally is paying for a plant. Harry is just staring blankly into a ficus. And then <laughs> Sally talks to him. And then after he talks about the fact, uh, he goes, "I'm fine. I had I, it had to happen at, at some point in a city of eight million people. You're bound to run into your former wife. So it happened, and now I'm fine. So the boom 
was actually something that 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 he ad libbed because it's not in here, you know, where he goes and boom, you know, and and also he says in the movie X wife is supposed to form a wife, and then it says Harry, then Harry says, I mean, it was like a catharsis. I looked death into the face and shook its hand, and now I feel great. I really feel okay. So that's a much darker line because it's basically saying yeah, that Ira, yeah. Ira is the devil. <laughs> but it also makes it sound as if Ira is the one who's at fault here. When uh, I think Helen is just as uh, just just as much at fault. Oh yeah. You can't really just blame Ira here. No, no. You know, it's a combination of the but two. It's e- it's easy to blame Ira because you can say the name with such disgust. Yes, Ira. Ira. That's right. And then they have a nice description of the beginning of this final scene, where which we only had two seconds of, but it says a nice west side floor floor through with a beautiful fireplace and a great deal of furniture, about twice as much furniture as is necessary. As a matter of fact. Marie and Jess in sneakers, jeans, baggy shirts are clearly in the middle of some sort of dispute as Harry sets down the plant. Sally oohs and ahs about the apartment, the paint job, etc. Harry is still distracted. There are a few unpacked boxes, some books, a couple of ashtrays, a glass, etc. And then Jess says, it works for me. It says home to me. It works. So, yeah, it's it's slightly different. I still like the way that it works in the movie. I... I you know, they didn't need to mm-hmm. change it. It uh, really yeah. Worked. All right. So, you have anything else you want to say about this, the, the this, these scenes, this movie, something? Oh, just the movie in general. I, well, I think this is a wonderful movie. Um, like I said, I remember going to see this on opening day uh, in 1989. Uh, that summer, because like I said, I went to the movie theater every Friday and saw whatever was new that summer. Uh, you know, I was I was 18 and independent and had wheels and money and I could go to the movie theater whenever I wanted to. So that, that was that was, you know, great. Um, but yes, I I mean, I have vivid memories of seeing this movie the first time, watching it over and over again. This this is a part of rob reiner's amazing run that he had early in his career i mean his i mean basically first 10 years of directing movies there's until you get to north there's pretty much not a misfire among them correct um and then you know his career has completely gone down the tube since then um no he had a few, yeah. a few <laughs> the american president, american president, american president comes in there but i mean uh, some of his stuff lately yeah. i'm just like what are you thinking what yeah. are you thinking you know um but uh but no i i i i love the early part of rob ryan's career this is certainly one of the top ones um i had a movie poster for this one that i bought from my local movie theater in my hometown they would occasionally sell off their posters when they were done with them and i snagged there when harry met sally poster uh when they were done with it i think i've since sold it to somebody else but um but i did once upon a time have that among the massive collection of movie posters i had on my bedroom wall back in the late 80s early 90s so yeah this is this is great i love this movie all right excellent so every friday we do a segment called weekend romance where my guests will give their top five uh, romantic comedies. So what have you got for us, Todd? 
Well, this this was the easiest of the lists, Rob, because two years ago, almost to the to the the week that we're doing this recording, I did this same exercise on the Lambcast. Oh, um, okay. Because we did a rom coms episode a couple of years ago, and we did our top five rom coms, and so I'm just copying what I did on the Lambcast. A couple because of years nothing back. changed, you said. Uh, no, yeah. So uh, number five, I have the Wedding Singer. With Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Splash. My favorite of the, you know, rom-com with a twist. You know, boy and girl fall in love, but she's a mermaid. You know. Slight little problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, number three, uh, same leading lady as my number four, uh, Daryl Hannah. This is Roxanne with uh, Steve Martin. His take on Cyrano de Bergerac. My number two is When Harry Met Sally. And my number one is uh, Sandra Bullock in While You Were Sleeping, which I think is a wonderful rom-com. It's a great Christmas movie. It's a Chicago movie, which is where I grew up. So um, I have so many great memories of that film. All right. Great. That's excellent. Thank you very much, Todd. Um, so you want to, once again, for a final time this season, before you come back next season, hopefully, um, yeah. tell people how they can find Todd Liebenau. Well, I'll definitely come back next season, Rob. I will, uh, whenever you want to invite me, I, I love to come back. This was always a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, my blog is called Forgotten Films. It's at forgottenfilmcast.wordpress.com. My uh, podcast is called The Forgotten Filmcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts and you can follow me on Twitter at forgotten films, films with a Z. All right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for movie Rob minute. You can find me on my website, movie You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Twitter. So Todd, thank you very much for joining me this week. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I will be back on Monday with a new guest. But until then, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. With all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.